Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to have you folks with us. What an honor it is to be back here on our 71st podcast. Boy, it's hard to believe it's been 71 podcasts. Over the next few days, really this week, we're going to be talking about things that come after the word self. And I want to start out, uh, Stephanie and I were just praying and talking about this area called self-harm. And it seems like, especially during these times of COVID and uh, uh you know, the virus and uncertainty and all those things, there's an awful lot of self-harm going on. And in the last four days, I've I've spoken to six people who've been involved in either cutting or hurting themselves or uh, or some kind of self-harm. And, and, uh, and, and folks, God's word is clear on self-harm. Uh, God's word is clear on what we are and what we mean to him. Over in 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. So here's God inspiring uh, the apostle Paul to to write a letter to the church at Corinth. And he writes this letter and he says, listen, we can't be cutting ourselves. We we can't be banging our heads up against things. We we can't be doing these different things that uh, supposedly make us feel better or that's to relieve stress. So some of the things I wrote down, Stephanie, this isn't real analytical. This isn't real professional. These are some notes that I had written in my Bible that I pulled out. And uh, a couple things I learned about self-harm. Number one, it's not done for attention. So most people who harm themselves or are involved in self-harm, they don't do it in a way so people can see it. Uh, and that kind of amazed me because I've never been a self-harmer. I've never been that guy who uh, broke up with a girlfriend in high school and put my arm through a wall and broke my hand. I've never been that guy that punched something. I, I've never been that person that's tried to hurt something or hurt someone else because of my feelings. Uh, so it's hard for me to understand, but you know, people say they do it. I had a, I had a gentleman on the phone the other night tell me that he does it to relieve stress. So for him, it's a stress mechanism to, to feel different. And it's hard to believe that hurting yourself would relieve stress, but that's the lies that the devil gives us. That's coming from the lies. And, and there's many types of this self-harm. It's not, it's not just cutting. It's like I said, it's banging your head against the wall. It really, it should be called self-injury instead of self-harm. It's all those things. A lot of people, when they think of self-harm, they go to cutting because about 70% of the people who harm themselves do it with cutting. Other people gouge their hair, pull their hair out. Uh, there's other things that people do to really make themselves look bad, pinch themselves. I, I read an article on a lady that burned herself with, with cigarettes. She'd light a cigarette and burn herself on her arms every day until she went and got a physical for a job they didn't even know. And uh, another thing, and like many things with PTSD and hurting ourselves, uh, just viewing pictures of these types of things can make you want to do it more. And uh, But here's the bottom line is... Uh, you know, we talked about most people hide this and things like that. You can't hide anything from God. God knows exactly what's going on with this idea of self-harm. God knows exactly what we're doing when we do it. Uh, that, that rule, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is a lie. God sees everything. God knows everything. And uh, we want to put a joyful spin on this, but at the same time tell you, if you're harming yourself, please don't. 
You know, Stephanie, 17% of all people on earth harm themselves. 17%. So if you can picture 100 people uh, all together, 17 would harm themselves uh, if these particular numbers are right. 17. Now, I pulled out a poem that I put together as we're thinking about this self-harm and how God can help us to feel better and do better. I came across this poem, and uh, a lot of the folks I've known self-harm. I, one of the first pe- people I ever met who harmed herself was back in 2004, and I was preaching at a church in Danville, Virginia, and this lady came up to me, and uh, uh, she told me she was a cutter, and she harmed herself, and I asked her why she did that, and she said because of these boys or men that have been in her life, and so years ago, I came across this poem that I liked, and this is how the poem goes. It's a self-harm poem. I don't even know if it has a name. And all it has, it's kind of anonymous. It has initials J.K.L. as the uh, writer. But it says, all along, she thought she was captured. Her wrist held down, a finger even fractured. This beautiful boy suffocating her, so forcefully that sight started to blur. She should have felt hurt, but she smiled. There was someone to blame the pain. There was someone to blame the pain on for a while. When he was gone, there was no more bleeding. Thoughts of hatred, excuse me, became misleading. In a mirror, she saw the real despise, an afflicting torture coming from her own eyes. Now, friends, whenever the word self is used in this and self-harm, this is something that God can take from us. This is something that we don't have to do. I remember the Mediac of Gadara over in Mark chapter 5 and, and in the synoptics. But, and it says, and always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And in context, in Mark 5, this Maniac of Gadara this man who called himself legion because he said there were many, and there's 17% of all people that are crying and cutting themselves with stones and hurting themselves. And it tells us that always night and day he was doing this. Uh, but here's the great news. Christ came across the Sea of Galilee, and he, he landed on that shore, and he, he got out of the boat, and immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. And that's that guy who always night and day was crying and cutting himself with stones. He knew the answer was in Christ. And, and brethren, can I tell you something today, this morning as you listen to this? God's the answer, and he's come to your shore and we have the Word of God. And you know what's amazing? It's uh, over there in 5 and in verse number 18, he wanted to go with Christ. He, he followed him back to the boat. He wanted to go with him. He wanted to be with him. He didn't want to leave his side. And, and, and God reminded him that God never leaves his side. And in verse 19, he sent him back to Decapolis to publish, to tell other people who are crying and cutting themselves with stone and other people who are hurting. It's about Christ. He healed me. I, I met him down there by the Sea of Galilee. He can change things. He can make things better. He can make the healing happen. He can do all these things. And, and you know what the Bible says? That people marveled and men did marvel. You know, Stephanie, this is a hard subject as I come to you this morning. We're, we're talking about people who look right, act right do the right things, but for no reason other than the devil made them do it. They harm themselves. Now, as I pass this over to you, what do you think of when you when you think of that term, Stephanie, self-harm? Well, I think there's, you know, you have examples of, um, I think of women that Jesus ministered to, like the woman at the well. Who yeah. The Bible doesn't talk about her specifically cutting herself or whatever, but she was obviously in a state of, um, 
deep emotional pain in someone who would be the stereotype kind of person. You know, she had five husbands, was not living with um, someone who wasn't her husband. She had obviously lived a rough life. And I think when someone's driven to that level of, you know, where they're actually hurting themselves to somehow get this false sense of peace or comfort, I think it's such a counterfeit and such a painful counterfeit for the real peace that God wants to give us. And um, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And when you're filled with the love of Christ and, you know, he's the one in charge of your life and you've surrendered to him, he's going to give you peace and a mind that's at rest and that will take away that desire for that. I mean, I remember working um, last year with a girl who had um, been involved in cutting and hurting herself. And, um, you know, when it's it's so sad when you think of how the devil provides his own counterfeit, you know, when, when I said, you know, why would you do that? So, well, because it just helps take my pain away. And yeah. it's not it's not helping take her pain away, but like you said, it's that devilish lie that is so twisted that, um, you know, a mind that's in pain and is being tormented believes it. And, um, it's a very sad, sobering subject. You know, we're all made, we're all made in the image of God. He's made every single human being in his image and he desires to have a relationship and desires to bring peace and hope to every heart and nowhere in the bible do we see cutting yourself harming yourself as a part of god's plan for your life well and i think you made a really good point there as we were talking about that many do this because of stress or uh, because of fear and and those types of things and and, in that great verse from second timothy god has not given us that spirit and and, and brethren, I, I want you to take Miss Stephanie's point right here and, and think about this, that if, if if we feel an urge, if we feel led to cut ourselves, to bang our heads up against them, to hurt ourselves, it's not coming from God. And uh, I just wanted to say that, Stephanie, as you were working on that verse. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I think there's also the principle behind, you know, if we, if we love the Lord, we want to keep his commandments. Yeah. And... There's some things God, you know, God gives us, obviously, each our free will, but then he's laid out different things in his word to help guide us. And um, I think it's interesting um, in Leviticus, and we don't live under the law. We don't live in the Old Testament law, but there's things that we can learn from. And um, in Leviticus 19, God commanded um, his people and said, ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead or not print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. And I think it's very interesting. This says you shall not make any cuttings for your flesh for the dead, because very often I think cutting even, you know, back in that day, I think there was some pagan ritual kind of things that are honestly still um, countries where there is still cutting that takes place when someone dies or it's a part of their religions. But I think in this, I think there's a powerful truth here of cutting yourself will always have to do with death or with something that is evil. It will never have to do with 
Jehovah God. It will never have to do with anything godly. Um, and just the principle of if you're cutting yourself, that means there's a lot more darkness there that needs rooted out and dealt with. If you've reached that point and coming to that place of realizing, okay, I need help. I have a problem with this and seeking help for it. Um, don't just, don't just flounder or lose hope. Um, you know, try to find, reach out to us, reach out to someone that can help you with figuring out how to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that, uh, you know, I think there's people listening to us right now, Stephanie, that may self-harm themselves and hurt themselves. And uh, we just want you to know something right now that God can take you from that. You know, that God can take that from you, that, that God is bigger than your stress, your pains, your fears. God is bigger than all these things, and and He will. And now, now, Stephanie, and just coming back to you, has there ever been a point in your life where you considered self harm? Um, I wouldn't say in the sense of ever cutting myself. Um, as many bones as I've broken, probably some people could tease me that I liked to self harm, but truthfully not. Um, I do remember after Charles died, and I don't know that it was a self-harm as much as it was just um, like the stress, but very much where I would where, and I think it was almost because I was so numb to pain at that point because of being so emotionally in shock. But I do remember grabbing myself and pinching my arm, you know, grabbing my arm with my other hand so hard that I would realize I was bruising myself. Um, and it was, I was living in a state of constant panic and very high stress. Um, it was definitely not a, pur- in my case, it was not a purposeful, I would be like, what am I doing? Um, so it wasn't a purposeful harm. Um, but I think that it is very important if you are under high stress and you're finding yourself hurting yourself on purpose or maybe not on purpose, um, you know, look for help. There's, there's different ways to try to calm yourself down and get get out of that panic stress cycle because um, that is a real thing. No, it is. Um, it is. But, yeah. you know, to find an alternative to even bruising yourself because it's our body, you know, when you're under stress, you have enough to deal with besides adding a medical issue on to the pile. Well, and our bodies were made to bring honor and glory to God. And mm-hmm. uh, and we need yeah. to remember that, you know. And, and one of the things you, you mentioned earlier is like that lady at the well, you know, her self-harm was all these men. And, and there's so many people that self-harm themselves through women and men. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're out looking for through lasciviousness or lust. They're, they're looking for answers. They're thinking that if I can get a temporary feel-good moment, if I could, you know, just have a relationship with no strings attached. Can I tell you something, friends? There is no such thing as a relationship with no strings attached. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have to take this opportunity to understand something right now. There's an emptiness that every one of us has. There's this huge emptiness that's as uh, big as the Mississippi River running right through all of us, an emptiness, uh, and only God can fill those things. And, you know, we look in all the wrong places, and we look in all the wrong things. And I remember telling Stephanie, she could probably uh, recount this in a minute, but one of the things I said to her is, I'm so thankful you came to me, because you don't know how many widows I know uh, that go off, and I should say widowers, too, that go off the deep end. They just uh, uh, forget their relationship with God, forget their 
uh, emotional and physical purity, forget all those things, and they just say, well, the one I truly loved is gone. I'm just going to do whatever I want, and you never see him again. And it's, you know, folks, the devil makes these things look so good, uh, hurting ourselves, whether we're hurting ourselves self-harm through physical things or whether we're doing it through relationships or whatever the case may be. So, but Stephanie, do you remember you and I speaking about that? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I think there's an element there too of, um, you know, I remember after Charles died and being presented by um, someone in the medical world with the whole fact that our emotional spiritual, physical, mental, psychological, they all interact. Mm. They all interrelate with each other. And, you know, God made us, we're not, you know, like in all these, each part, you know, each part of us has been in a separate box. They all are goal. And, you know, if you're harming yourself emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, that's going to affect the rest of you. It will. And, yeah. um, you know, physically, if you hurt yourself mentally, that's going to, you know, if you're harmed or maybe you've been harmed mentally by someone else, if you start, you know, that's going to carry over. So it's like, no matter where you are in what realm you've been harmed, you have to get help, you know, getting help and starting that healing process is essential for every part of you. Um, because it's going to throw everything out of whack. And that's where having that spiritual foundation of, you know, staying close to the Lord and staying in his word and clinging to him for your help and strength throughout the day, yeah. you know, that'll give you that peace. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11 came to mind while you were talking, Doug. Yeah. And um, where God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And thoughts of peace will not lead to self-harm. And I think that's very, very important to remember that the thoughts God gives us we based on Philippians 4 eight, that guideline, um, and they will never lead to harming yourself. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, something that my mother used to say that I think is so significant is, is don't look for your identity in other people. Uh, don't, you know, look, look for your identity, and she didn't say that, but look for your identity in Christ. And, and certainly, you know, we get married, uh, we have an identity that's a married identity, but we're still, we need to remember that our relationship with God is the most important thing. And as we look at this self-harm and we look at why we said 17% of the population does this, and this number is going to blow you away, Stephanie, but 75% of the people who self-harm blame it on a boyfriend or girlfriend that broke up with them. Uh, they, they blame it on a relationship that's went awry or a relationship that's went wrong. And, and folks, listen, I'd rather be single wanting to be married than be married wanting to be single. I, I know you've heard me say that a hundred times, uh, those of you who've been around me. Uh, but if someone doesn't want you, you know, you're better off not having them in your life. If any relationship comes with conditions or, you know, I want you to change and be this way, get out of town. God made you a perfect person. And uh, God's made you the way you are. 
Trust that God has made you that way. When it comes time to harm yourself, stop and say, would God be happy with this? And I'm here to tell you he would not. Because remember the verse that we started with, what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. We got to remember that we're not our own. We're God's. We belong to God. And brethren, let me tell you this. We want to help you. And uh, listen, we're not medical professionals here. We think uh, if you've got a physical problem, go to the doctor. Please, I go to the doctor. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pick up a boot. I got a bad foot and I, and these types of things. And I'm dealing with a toothache. I mean, everything. Just, it's just going to hit us, man. It's going to be ongoing. And and uh, uh, Stephanie's dealing with shoulder problems. My wife's dealing with this and so on. We could go through this all day long. But you know what? When you go to God, you find the real answers for your soul. And can I tell you something? Self-harm is a heart issue. And once you got your physical tuning done, it's time to go to God. It's time to uh, take that soul issue and give it to God. And we want to tell you about that. Listen, we're honored to be with you, folks. Uh, thank you for being part of this 71st podcast. Please share it with your friends. Uh, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about self-harm. I know it's a hard subject. Uh, but listen, anything we can do for you, let us know. Drop by and visit us on Help the Wounded Spirits over there on Facebook, our personal Facebook pages. We heard from a ton of people last week, and uh, and we just want to uh, keep on hearing from people and keep on helping people. That's what God's called us to do. Thank you, Stephanie. Great to be with you, Doug. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.